2: We're here to give you strength between Sundays.
3: The author of the book of Hebrews said, let
4: us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable to somebody.
5: We're here
2: for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
6: So I was at that new boutique, the one where the video store used to be. Next to the dry cleaners. That was so 2004. Now I download videos at home and the dry cleaner comes to me. The dry cleaner comes to you twice a week. Tyler from Sun Country Cleaners, who, by the way, is as clean cut and professional as they come, picks up all the family laundry, not just our work clothes, and... (gasps) No more sorting socks? No more
7: sorting socks.
8: Sun Country Cleaners. You do life, we'll do the laundry. SunCountryCleaners.com.
9: Can gospel tracks be distributed on public sidewalks?
10: This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow.
4: Our church is involved in a farmers markets run by a Main Street Incorporated and they're telling us that we can't pass out any gospel tracts.
3: Well, if it's on public sidewalks, they can't lease away the 1st Amendment. Uh, the public sidewalks are deemed to be traditional public forums that are places appropriate for free speech. And the sidewalks have always been deemed those type of places. And the distribution of religious literature by a church or by individual members of the church or by individual citizens is a protected activity under the Constitution. So there is constitutional protection in place in this regard and we What you've got here is an intermediary, if you will, that's putting on the farmers' market, and they're trying to lease away the First Amendment rights, which should not be allowed. I'm also going to give you the number for our offices in Virginia with the American Center for Law and Justice, and we'll get you some help.
11: Sign up to become a member of the American Center for Law and Justice at
10: aclj.org. That's (laughs) aclj.org. The Salem Radio Network presents 2017, the year in review, our annual look back at the events and the people that have shaped our lives in the past 12 months. 2017 was a year of violence as mass shootings dominated the news. 2017 was also a year of violent weather, both with strong hurricanes in the east and the south carving a path of destruction. And wind-whipped fires in the west incinerating all things in their path. behavior at the highest levels of government, education, and the media, particularly a Hollywood movie mogul, triggered a nationwide reassessment of sexual harassment in the workplace.
2: Harvey is not the first, nor will he be the last to do this? I'm glad that he is being exposed for the monster that he is.
10: And finally, a new president took office after a bitter 2016 campaign. I,
12: Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear. I, Donald John Trump... Do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States the office of President of the United States and will to the best of my ability and will to the best of my ability preserve protect and defend. Protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help me God. So help me God.
10: Join us now for the next hour as we look back at this jam-packed news year as Salem Radio News presents 2017, The Year in Review. Now from Washington, here's your host, Keith Peters.
13: Two of the biggest stories of the year were mass shootings that took place in America. The worst happened on October 1st, 2017, as 64-year-old Stephen Paddock took a hotel room at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, locked himself inside, smashed two windows open, and began firing on a crowd below that had gathered to enjoy the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival. Braden Matika, shot in the back of the head, says when the shooting started, he didn't realize that the gunshots were real. A bunch of
12: people started ducking down and saying gunshots, and I told her, I'm like, it's not it's not gunshots, it'll, it'll, everything's okay. And uh, then the guy took a quick break, to must be reloading, and it started going off again, and I seen some guy get shot right in front of me.
13: When the carnage had ended, 58 people had died, and 546 people had been injured. Gunman Paddock had fired more than 1,100 rounds into the festival audience. Country music singer Jason Aldean, performing at the time of the shooting, fled the stage. In his first appearance after the shooting, he reflected during a concert in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on what had
14: happened.
15: Not a day goes by that we don't think about them and, and our thoughts and prayers were with them and their family and, and everybody else who was injured in that thing and everybody who just was there. Because even though people may not have physical scars, it was a, it's going to be a mental thing for a lot of people for a long time.
13: Vice President Mike Pence went to Las Vegas to express the nation's condolences.
4: We find comfort in the knowledge that we are united as one nation, as one people, with one voice, united in our grief, united in our support for those who have suffered, and united in our resolve to end such evil in our time. No motive has been gleaned from Paddock's actions.
13: There was no suicide note, and even though ISIS claimed responsibility for the massacre, law enforcement officials say there was no connection seen to terrorist groups, either nationally or internationally. If October's carnage in Las Vegas wasn't enough, there was another massacre that took place in the United States just a month later, when on November fifth, 2017, in the quiet southern Texas town of Sutherland Springs, A 26-year-old malcontent, Devin Patrick Kelly, who had several domestic violence arrests under his belt, walked into the First Baptist Church and began firing at the worshipers. When the carnage was over, 26 people lay dead and 20 others were wounded. Frank Pomeroy of First Baptist Church, Sutherland Springs, Texas, who was not in the pulpit at the time of the massacre, told reporters he's leaning on Christ to get through the shooting took so many of his congregation, including his 14-year-old daughter.
14: Whatever life brings
13: to you, lean on the Lord rather than your own understanding. I don't understand, but I know my God does, and that's where I'll leave that. His wife, Sherry Pomeroy, says the shooting has been devastating.
6: We ate together, we laughed together, we cried together, and we worshiped together. Now most of our church family is gone
13: Pastor Mark Collins was associate pastor at First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs for 12 years. He says victims in the hospital actually asked how the gunman's
16: family was holding up. I was just blown away.
15: Here's a person paralyzed, maybe going to lose limbs. And they're wondering how Devin's parents are doing. Uh, Because it wasn't Devin Kelly that did this. Yeah, he was the instrument. uh, But it was darkness.
13: There might have been more fatalities had not Stephen Williford, a former National Rifle Association instructor, been in the neighborhood. Barefoot, he heard the shots, ran across to the church where he saw Kelly, exchanged gunfire with him, and apparently hit the gunman. Kelly then jumped into his car and fled. Williford ran over to a pickup truck, stopped at a light. Jumping into the truck with driver Johnny Langendorf, Williford and Langendorf followed the gunman until Kelly hit a roadside embankment and overturned. Kelly then shot himself to death. Freeman Martin with the Texas Department of Public Safety says we'll never know what might have happened if Stephen Williford hadn't confronted the shooter.
15: Mr. Williford, I I believe he's he's a hero. Uh, I've seen no media since this
12: started, but somebody sent me a clip of an interview that he did with the media, and how can you not love that guy? You know, uh, that, that guy did what he knew needed to be done.
13: And once again, as the nation mourned, Vice President Mike Pence expressed the country's
4: condolences. Words fail when saints and heroes fall. We gather tonight to offer our deepest condolences. And I offer the condolences of the American people.
13: Shootings also affected the nation's lawmakers in Washington as well.
9: Correspondent Wally Hines reports. A late spring morning on a baseball diamond in Alexandria, Virginia. Gunfire targeting a Republican congressional baseball team, practicing for a charity game the following
15: night. Hey,
8: is that guy okay out there?
15: The guy, that guy been shot, is he okay? Is anybody, talk, anybody talking to him?
9: That guy being asked about was Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise. One of four people shot and wounded when a deranged gunman from Illinois opened fire. James Hodgkinson asked a bystander if those were Republicans before firing. He later died of wounds, suffered in a 10-minute shootout with Capitol Police. Scalise airlifted to a nearby hospital fighting for his life. We
17: are all horrified by this dreadful attack on our friends and on our colleagues and those ...who serve and protect this capital? Speaker Paul Ryan addressing colleagues. We are united. We are united in our shock. We are united in our anguish. An attack on one of us is an attack on all of us.
9: A motive for the shooting never confirmed, but police did find a list with the names of a half-dozen Republican congressmen in Hodgkinson's car... It was touch and go for Scalise, with both progress and setbacks. But three and a half months later, Scalise made good on a promise.
17: The chair wishes to mark the return to the chamber of our dear friend and colleague from Louisiana, Mr. Steve Scalise.
9: An emotional Paul Ryan welcoming the Louisiana congressman back.
17: Our prayers have been answered. His bravery... And his family strength had been such an inspiration to this house and to the people it serves. America is grateful for this moment. The chair now proudly asks, for what purpose does the gentleman from Louisiana seek recognition? (laughs) (laughs) to
15: speak out of order, Mr. Speaker.
9: Scalise standing at the podium to
15: address colleagues. When I was laying out on that ball field the first thing I did once I was down and I couldn't move anymore is I just started to pray and, and I will tell you it gave me an unbelievable sense of calm knowing that at that point it was in God's hands but I prayed for very specific things and I will tell you uh, pretty much every one of those prayers was answered and, and they were some pretty challenging prayers I was putting in God's hands but uh, he, he really did deliver for me and my family, and it just gives you that renewed faith in understanding that uh, the power of prayer is something that you just cannot underestimate. So I am definitely a living example that miracles really do happen.
9: Scalise has returned to work full-time while continuing to undergo therapy. I'm Wally Hines.
10: Don't go away. There's more of 2017, the year in review,
18: coming up. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, The Very Best Holy Land Tour Company by TripAdvisor. the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225
19: stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out i'm chuck mcdowell ceo of wesley financial group i've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares
20: I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem.
19: I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare eliminate your payments and get them off of your back permanently and we proudly hold an a plus rating with a better business bureau call
8: wesley financial group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300 that's 800-786-9300 800-786-9300
10: welcome back to 2017 the year in review once again your host keith peters
13: 2017 marked the inauguration of Donald Trump as America's 45th president. White House correspondent
16: Greg Clugston reviews the president's first year in office. After a stunning election victory over Democrat Hillary Clinton in November 2016, Republican Donald Trump took the oath of office on January 20th, 2017.
12: I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear... That I will faithfully execute... That I will faithfully execute. The office of President of the United States. The office of President of the United States.
16: Relations between the Trump White House and the news media got off to a shaky start. On the president's first full day in office, Press Secretary Sean Spicer accused some in the news media of falsely reporting the size of the inauguration crowd.
1: These attempts to lessen the enthusiasm of the inauguration are shameful and wrong
16: during an angry statement spicer claimed that donald trump's inauguration was the most watched in history
1: this was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration period both in person and around the globe
16: just days after taking office the president reinstated a ban on taxpayer dollars going to abortion providers overseas Pro-lifers welcomed the move and also were thrilled that Vice President Mike Pence became the highest-ranking White House official to attend and address the National March for Life rally in Washington.
4: This administration will work with the Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion and abortion providers, and we will devote those resources to health care services for women across America.
16: Later in the year, President Trump erased an Obama-era rule that forced states to give federal money to Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. Pro-life leaders attended the White House bill signing, including Concerned Women for America CEO Penny Nance.
2: So grateful today that the president signed this bill, and uh, it's long overdue.
16: President Trump moved quickly to follow through on a range of other campaign promises. He signed executive orders to roll back federal regulations, rework trade deals with other countries, move forward on the Keystone XL oil pipeline, and to issue a controversial travel ban that places restrictions on travelers coming to the U.S. from several mainly Muslim countries.
15: It's common
12: sense. You know, some things are law, and I'm all in favor of that. Some things are common sense. This is common sense.
16: At the end of January, the president nominated Neil Gorsuch to the
12: U.S. Supreme Court. Judge Gorsuch has outstanding legal skills, a brilliant mind, tremendous discipline, and has earned bipartisan support.
16: And by early April, Gorsuch was sworn in as the newest Supreme Court justice during a White House ceremony. The president praised Gorsuch as a man who is deeply faithful to the Constitution.
12: I have no doubt you will go down. As one of the truly great justices.
16: And the 49-year-old Gorsuch made this promise to the American people.
9: That I will do all my powers permit to be a faithful servant of the Constitution and laws of this great nation.
16: In February, National Security Advisor Michael Flynn resigned after not being truthful with Vice President Pence and others concerning calls with Russia's ambassador to the U.S., His departure came amid intelligence leaks about Russia and questions about operations inside the West Wing. The president told a news conference that stories of chaos behind the scenes were not true.
12: There's zero chaos. We are running. This is a fine-tuned machine.
16: As for any problems he and his team were encountering, the president blamed the Obama administration.
12: I inherited a mess. It's a mess. He
16: also blamed the
12: press. The press honestly is out of control. The level of dishonesty is out of control. Russia is fake news. Russia, this is fake news put out by the media.
16: On domestic issues, President Trump and Republican lawmakers celebrated at the White House after the House voted to replace Obamacare with their own version of health care legislation.
4: Welcome to the beginning of the end of
12: Obamacare. We're going to get this passed through the Senate. I feel so confident.
16: But after repeated tries, Senate Republicans failed. Despite the setback, Mr. Trump remained confident about undoing his predecessor's health care law.
12: We are going to also pressure Congress very strongly to finish the repeal and the replace of Obamacare once and for all. President Trump
16: continued to give evangelical Christians a high profile at the White House, hosting a national day of prayer event in the Rose Garden. Faith
12: is deeply embedded into the history of our country.
16: In May, without warning, President Trump fired FBI Director James Comey, saying it was necessary to restore public trust and confidence in the FBI.
12: He wasn't doing a good job, very simply. He was not doing a good job.
16: Comey would later testify before Congress that he was troubled by private conversations he had with the president. One week after Comey's firing, the Justice Department appointed Robert Mueller as a special prosecutor to oversee the Russia-Trump campaign investigation.
12: I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion. I think it's totally ridiculous. Everybody thinks so.
16: In foreign policy, President Trump often used provocative language in confronting repeated missile tests by the North Korean government. He unveiled a nickname for North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and vowed to deal with him very strongly even threatening fire and fury.
12: Little rocket, man. We're going to do it because we really have no choice.
16: The president hosted Chinese President Xi Jinping in Florida and throughout the year called on China to use its influence to confront North Korea's nuclear ambitions. In June, President Trump fulfilled a campaign promise when he pulled the U.S. out of a global climate change agreement signed by Barack Obama.
12: The United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate
16: Accord. Over the summer, there was a shakeup in the White House staff. The president named Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly to be White House Chief of Staff, replacing Reince Priebus. The move came one week after the president hired Anthony Scaramucci to run the communications office, which prompted the resignation of Press Secretary Sean Spicer. As it turned out, Scaramucci lasted only 10 days on the job. Mr. Trump also expressed his unhappiness with Attorney General Jeff Sessions, criticizing him on Twitter and in public statements.
12: I'm very disappointed with the Attorney General, but we will see what happens. Time will tell.
16: The president is angry that Sessions recused himself from the Russia meddling investigation. The Trump administration faced a series of natural disasters as powerful hurricanes struck the United States.
12: From Texas to Louisiana to Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, the Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico, we are coordinating closely with local authorities to help everyone impacted by these catastrophic storms.
16: There were storms of a different sort throughout the year, prompted by President Trump's response to racially motivated violence in Charlottesville, Virginia, and his criticism of NFL players for taking a knee during the playing of the National Anthem.
12: The NFL should have suspended some of these players for one game, not fire them, suspended them for one game. A lot of people are very angry at it. It is highly disrespectful. They shouldn't do it.
16: Late in the year, Republicans in Congress worked with the White House on passing tax legislation, another top priority for President Trump.
12: We will provide a massive tax cut for American families. We will make the tax code simpler and fair.
16: In December, the president reversed decades of U.S. policy by announcing a new approach to Israel and the Middle East.
12: It is time to officially recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel.
16: He also directed the State Department to begin preparations to move the U.S. embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. After nearly one year in office, much is made of President Trump's style, his constant use of Twitter to communicate, his direct demeanor, and his unique political discourse. He doesn't shy away from criticizing his political foes or even members of his own cabinet. While Donald Trump has his detractors, he also has a base of support that welcomes his agenda in Washington.
12: Our victory was a victory and a win for conservative values.
16: I'm Greg Clugston at the White House.
13: When we return, sexual harassment in the workplace and its impact on American politics and culture. As 2017, the year in review
11: continues. This is Albert Moogler for townhall.com. It was the year that Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States and the year that Democrats declared the resistance. The stock market continued to soar, and the winds roared. It was the year of three devastating hurricanes. Neil Gorsuch became the newest justice on the Supreme Court. Meanwhile, threats loomed in hot spots around the world, and the hottest of all was North Korea. Controversy in U.S. sports centered on who did and who didn't stand for the national anthem. Harvey Weinstein was toppled in a sex abuse scandal, followed by over 100 others, including a U.S. senator and several congressmen. Those who died in 2017 included Charles Manson, Helmut Kohl, Glenn Campbell, Mary Tyler Moore, David Rockefeller, and R.C. Sproul. Meanwhile, just in the United States, a new baby was born every eight seconds. May your house celebrate a happy new year in 2018. I'm Albert Mueller. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk A service of the Salem Media
19: Group.
3: With SRN News, I'm Balag New in Washington. Germany has called on the government of Iran to let people exercise their right to peaceful protest. The German foreign minister said in a statement today that he was very concerned about reports of 12 deaths and numerous arrests. He said, quote, We appeal to the Iranian government to respect the rights of demonstrators to assemble and raise their voice freely and peacefully. Sentiments also echoed by the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. U.S. officials say they're going after so-called drug-dealing doctors with a new data-driven early warning system for 12 regions ravaged by opioid abuse. The Justice Department's Opioid Fraud and Abuse Detection Unit is helping to track which doctors are prescribing the most, how far patients will travel to see them, and whether any have died within 60 days of receiving one of their prescriptions. Among other information, several indictments have come already from the Justice Department. This is SRN News.
20: Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety five. one 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384.
21: Spear phishing has or will strike your business, wreaking havoc on your employees, brand, and your bottom line. Spear phishing can't be stopped by traditional email security solutions because messages appear to be legitimate from your boss, a trusted colleague, or a vendor asking you to wire money, confirm login credentials, or worse barracuda sentinel is artificial intelligence for real-time spear phishing and cyber fraud defense reclaim your email in minutes with zero impact on network performance visit barracuda.com
11: from washington dc it's the cal thomas commentary and now
4: here is america's number one syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Last week I was crossing the Irish Sea on a ferry. While having breakfast in the lounge, I noticed a young father playing with his son, who must have been about three. The child said, Daddy, in a tender and loving way that it touched my heart. Suddenly he became ill, though, and started throwing up and crying loudly. What happened next amazed me. The father never raised his voice but began holding his son close, even while the boy continued to be sick. He kept saying, You'll be all right. The crew came over and helped clean the boy, his father, and the floor as if it were a spilled cup of coffee. The father got his stuff bare, gave it to him, and then again held his son close until he fell asleep in his arms. I looked at the man and said, you're a good father. He smiled. It was a tender and teachable moment, and it reminded me of one of the many ways God loves us. Even though we're sinners, he sent his son to pay our debt in the greatest act of love ever demonstrated. Maybe in this new year we should be more tender and more loving to others, especially if we're Christians. Jesus commanded us to love one another. Think on that as you begin 2018.
22: the following is not an actor but a real life story from trinity debt management
6: my husband and i wanted to buy a new car and we don't have very good credit rating so the bank recommended trinity so we called them and the people were very nice they told us the best solution for our problems if you're in debt and you need help call trinity at
22: 1-800-793-9159 to talk to a certified counselor
6: trinity consolidated our bills got us a lower interest rate and a much better monthly
22: payment trinity we will consolidate your accounts into one easy to manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
6: We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved.
22: If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1 800 793
6: 9159.
22: My name is Ann, and we're debt free for keeps. 1 800 793 9159 following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management.
6: My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at
22: 1-800- 990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor.
6: Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly
22: payment. Trinity You will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
6: We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved.
22: If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Anne, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976.
2: Thank you for making my dream a reality and publishing my very first book.
4: Karen Notner is author of Is Jesus Your Pearl?
2: You encouraged me, you laughed with me, and you held my hand through the entire process. Karen's publisher
4: is Zulon Press. Do you dream about publishing? Make the dream real with America's fastest growing Christian book publisher. Your free publishing guide is waiting at christianpublishing.com.
2: Thank you so much to all the wonderful professionals at Zulon Press.
4: Visit Zulon Press at christianpublishing.com.
10: We return you now to 2017, the year in review. Here's Keith Peters. A bombshell
13: accusation from Hollywood set off a nationwide discussion on sexual harassment this year, and the resulting fallout could have repercussions on human relationships for quite a while. The New York Times and The New Yorker magazine reported dozens of accusations by women of sexual misconduct, sexual assault, and rape against movie mogul Harvey Weinstein over many years. Among the actresses accusing Weinstein, Ashley Judd, Salma Hayek, Gwyneth Paltrow, Daryl Hannah, and Rose McGowan, who made the allegations against Weinstein her own personal campaign. She says the culture of sexual assault and harassment must change.
7: I'm a victim. I am a warrior. I'm a survivor. I'm pretty much like all of you. And uh, we need to change minds, change hearts, change them fast, because this is—it this. cannot stand.
13: The number of women accusing Weinstein of misconduct eventually grew to some 80 people. Weinstein, who had co-founded the Weinstein Company and Miramax Studios, was fired from his positions in Hollywood— and he was also expelled from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The accusations also spawned a nationwide movement, Hashtag Me Too, in which many women stated that they had experienced unwanted sexual advances. And it wasn't only women who complained about harassment. A young man came forward accusing famed actor Kevin Spacey of molesting him when he was only 14 years old. And Spacey was 26. Spacey at first responded by apologizing, saying he didn't remember the incident because he had drunk too much alcohol. Then he announced he was coming out as a homosexual. That did not go over well in the LGBT community. The resulting furor brought a new cascade of charges against the Academy Award winner by other men, saying he had groped or molested them. Heather Unruh, mother of one of Spacey's alleged victims, says her son was shaken and embarrassed by a July 2016 incident with Spacey and didn't report it at the time, but did file a police report in November of this year.
7: Nothing
6: could have prepared my son for how that sexual assault would make him feel as a man. It harmed him,
24: and it cannot be undone.
13: Spacey was fired from his TV series, House of Cards, And in a dramatic move by director Ridley Scott, Spacey was completely taken out of a movie he had just completed and replaced within six weeks of the film's release. Spacey's career was over. But Spacey and Weinstein weren't the only ones. By the time the year had ended, sexual harassment scandals had significantly curtailed the careers of PBS television host and co-anchor of CBS This Morning, Charlie Rose. NBC Today's show host Matt Lauer, Fox News commentators Bill O'Reilly and Eric Bolling, Metropolitan Opera conductor James Levine, actor Dustin Hoffman, and others. Some of their colleagues were stunned. CBS This Morning's Gail King voiced her thoughts after Charlie Rose had been taken off the air.
6: I'm still trying to process all of this. I'm still trying to sort it out because this is not the man I know, but I'm also clearly on the side of the women who have been very hurt and very damaged by this.
13: The sexual harassment scandals also touched the political arena, affecting such notables across the political spectrum as Senator Al Franken of Minnesota, Congressman Trent Franks of Arizona, and longtime Michigan Congressman John Conyers. Franks and Conyers resigned from office. Senator Franken announced his resignation on the floor of the U.S. Senate, but he seemed to hedge on whether he'd done anything wrong.
3: It gave some people
10: the false impression that I was admitting to doing things that, in fact, I haven't done. Some of the allegations against me are simply not true. Others I remember very differently.
13: Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore was also hit with sexual molestation charges, accused by at least eight women of unwanted attention when they were teenagers and he was a 32-year-old district attorney. Two accused him of sexual assault. He responded during his campaign.
15: They've attacked my wife. They've attacked the foundation we started. They've attacked my judicial decisions. They've attacked everything I know. And most recently, my character. Alabama
13: voters in a reliably Republican state rejected Moore in the aftermath of those molestation allegations for Doug Jones. He will become the first Democrat to represent the state in a generation. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley tells CBS's Face the Nation that women who have been sexually abused or harassed should continue to come forward. Sexual harassment allegations may also threaten the man in the White House. At year's end, At least 12 people accused President Trump of inappropriate conduct with them. One thing seems certain in the aftermath of all the explosive allegations that have affected so many people. Men and women will be reassessing how they approach and interact with each other into 2018 and for a long time to come. When we return, correspondent Michael Harrington has a look at the year in religion. We'll also look at the life of theologian R.C. Sproul and the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch.
19: All as 2017, the year in review, continues. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know, the credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out you have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800 694 7394. 800 694 7394. That's 800 694 7394.
21: Results may vary, not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates, and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again.
10: Continuing with our look at the 12 months that have just gone by, here is more of 2017, the year in review. And your host, Keith Peters.
13: Christians had some things to cheer about in 2017 and a number of things that troubled them too. Michael Harrington looks back.
25: Evangelicals came out in large numbers to help elect President Trump and he set about addressing their concerns in quick order. Mr. Trump cheered pro-life advocates in January by reinstating the Mexico City policy and with his nomination of Judge Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. Gorsuch went on to be confirmed by the Senate and replaced the late Justice Antonin Scalia as what his supporters hope will be a reliable conservative vote. The president also rescinded orders that public schools let transgender students use whatever bathroom they want and signed a measure allowing states to defund Planned Parenthood. In 2015, the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage in all 50 states. Evangelicals and legal experts predicted an assault on religious freedom, and it came. In December of this year, the High Court heard arguments in the case of Jack Phillips, a Christian baker who is being sued for his refusal to make a cake for a homosexual wedding.
23: It's hard to believe that the government is forcing me to choose between providing for my family and my employees and violating my relationship with God. That is not freedom. That is not tolerance.
25: A decision is due in 2018, and it is expected to be a landmark affecting the lives of Christian businessmen and women all across America. Transgender advocates scored a major victory in 2017 as lawmakers in North Carolina, under intense pressure from Hollywood, LGBT groups, and sports leagues, repealed legislation that barred men from using women's bathrooms and locker rooms. The decision put a chill on efforts to pass similar measures in other states. Texas Republicans tried hard but were unable to get a transgender bathroom bill through the legislature. ISIS was finally expelled from Mosul this year, and Iraqi Christians cheered. The process of resuming their lives on the Nineveh Plain has not been easy, however. Juliana Tamarasi is president of the Iraqi Christian Relief Council.
20: Many of homes
2: have been burned or mostly destroyed. Some have completely leveled. Um, So therefore, families or neighbors are starting to live together uh, in these partially destroyed homes. Uh, Their churches, majority of them have been partially destroyed. Some have been leveled. Um, They worship inside those partially destroyed churches at home.
25: Many Iraqi believers who fled ISIS will never return. They have found homes, jobs, and new lives in other countries, further intensifying Christian flight from the Middle East, a problem that's been growing over the past decade or two. The shooting in Sutherland Springs prompted churches all across the nation to reassess their security this year. Several well-attended security summits were held as pastors and laymen tried to decide what kind of enhancements they might need. Some congregations are opting to place armed guards inside and outside their buildings. Christians around the world marked the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation in 2017. It was a particular boon for Germany, which saw an increase in tourism as people came to visit Wittenberg and other places associated with Martin Luther. A poll came out that revealed Protestants and Catholics around the globe are getting along pretty well these days, while another revealed that Protestants in the U.S. actually don't hold many key Protestant beliefs. One of the truly good news stories of 2017 was the surge in Bible translation. The recently developed mass technique, which allows groups of local laymen to translate the scriptures into their native tongues at high speed, is beginning to be embraced all around the world. This past year, we've partnered
9: with um, with international churches and and uh, church leadership in the in hundreds of language groups that have enabled about 341 new languages to begin Bible translation for the first time this year. It's not quite one a day. But it's getting close to that amount, and that that surge, that uh, that reflection of the interest and the thirst for God's Word is exhilarating, and uh, it's, it's unprecedented in history.
25: And Bruce Smith of Wycliffe Associates says they have big plans for 2018. Hopefully that will turn into another good news story when we do this all again a year from now. I'm Michael Harrington reporting.
13: Late in the year, American Christianity lost one of its most vibrant spokesmen, R.C. Sproul, one of the people who spurred a resurgence in Reformed theology throughout the country, died December 14th at the age of 78. Sproul was perhaps best known for his radio program, Renewing Your Mind, and his Ligonier Ministries. In a tribute on his webpage, Dr. Albert Moeller called Sproul, one of the great defenders of historic Christianity of our times. One of the big victories of the Trump administration in its first year was the installation of Neil Gorsuch as a Supreme Court justice replacing the late conservative Justice Antonin Scalia. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has
9: more.
7: Confirmation hearings began in March for Neil Gorsuch.
9: Mr. Chairman, Senator Feinstein, members of the committee, I am honored and I am humbled to be here.
7: Gorsuch was tapped to replace the late Justice Antonin Scalia, a reliably conservative voice on the U.S. Supreme Court. At his confirmation hearing, Judge Gorsuch was pressed to defend his record and to say whether he would be an impartial jurist on the nation's highest court. Well, it's
9: not a matter of agreeing or disagreeing, Senator, respectfully. It's a matter of it being the law. And, and my job is to apply and enforce the law.
7: And when asked if he was pressured by President Donald Trump to sway the law one way or another... I am a judge. I am independent. I make up my own mind. He was pressed further by South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham.
17: Had you ever met President Trump personally? Not until my interview. In that interview, did he ever ask you to overrule Roe v. Wade? No, Senator. What would he have done if he'd he'd asked? Senator, I would have walked out the door.
7: Majority Leader Mitch McConnell praised Gorsuch as imminently qualified.
9: Judge Gorsuch is independent. He's fair. He's got one of the most impressive resumes you'll ever see. And he's earned the highest possible rating from the group... The Democratic leader called the gold standard for evaluating
0: judicial nominations.
7: But Democrat Patrick Leahy was not persuaded. I will not,
0: I cannot support advancing this nomination.
7: When it appeared the nominee would not get the 60 votes needed for confirmation, Republicans changed the Senate rules to block a Democratic filibuster, making confirmation of Gorsuch possible with just a simple majority.
9: It didn't have to be this way, but today is a new day. I hope my Democratic friends will take this moment to reflect
10: and perhaps consider a turning point in their outlook going forward.
7: Minority Leader Charles Schumer was outraged.
10: When a nominee doesn't get enough votes for confirmation, the answer is not to change the rules. It's to change
7: the nominee. After changing the Senate rules, the nominee was confirmed. Vice President Mike Pence announced the vote as he presided over the Senate.
4: On this vote, the ayes are 54. The nays are 45. The nomination of Neil M. Gorsuch of Colorado to be an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed.
7: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell praised the Senate vote and Neil Gorsuch. I
9: want to congratulate Judge Gorsuch on this significant achievement. We look forward to observing his good work in the years to come.
7: The confirmation of Neil Gorsuch as the newest associate justice on the U.S. Supreme Court handed President Donald Trump a major victory, the first triumph of his young presidency, and it restored a conservative majority to the nation's highest court. Linda Kenyon, Capitol Hill.
13: Next The fight over taxes as 2017, the year in review,
11: continues. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. It was the year that Donald Trump was sworn in as the 45th president of the United States and the year that Democrats declared the resistance. The stock market continued to soar and the winds roared. It was the year of three devastating hurricanes. Neil Gorsuch became the newest justice on the Supreme Court. Meanwhile, threats loomed in hotspots around the world, and the hottest of all was North Korea. Controversy in U.S. sports centered on who did and who didn't stand for the national anthem. Harvey Weinstein was toppled in a sex abuse scandal, followed by over 100 others, including a U.S. senator and several congressmen. Those who died in 2017 included Charles Manson, Helmut Kohl, Glenn Campbell, Mary Tyler Moore, David Rockefeller, and R.C. Sproul. Meanwhile, just in the United States, a new baby was born every eight seconds. May your house celebrate a happy new year in 2018. I'm Albert Mueller.
18: Bill Bunkley with something to think about. Here we are in this extended New Year's weekend, and for many, it's a time for a reboot. With the arrival of 2018 comes a new set of possibilities, and of course, with those will come some challenges. So you can choose to go it alone and ride a wild roller coaster or plug into a source, not a force, who's never surprised by unscheduled events or disappointments. You can learn about this source by reading each day through the wisest book ever written about absolute, truthful thinking, the Bible. You too can achieve successful living by studying God the Father, His Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. There's a host of resources that divide the Bible into a year of daily readings. Make this your New Year's resolution, and I guarantee it will keep on giving, providing rewards year after year. Catch my show weekdays from 4 to 6 on AM 570 and 910. Follow and friend me at Twitter and Facebook at Bill Bunkley. Have a Happy New Year.
10: Now, more of 2017, the year in review.
13: One of the last things that Congress did before breaking for Christmas was passed the Republican tax reform bill. According to PolitiFact, the good news is that every income group would pay less in taxes in 2019. The bill would slash the corporate income tax rate from 35% to 21%. The top tax rate for individuals would be lowered from 39.6% to 37%. There were also some interesting additions to the legislation which angered Democrats— The mandate requiring everyone to purchase health care insurance under Obamacare was tossed out. And the bill also opened oil drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Republicans supporting the legislation say the bill will spur economic growth as corporations flush with cash, increase wages, and hire more workers. But they acknowledge that they have some work to do in convincing everyday Americans. On the downside, according to the Joint Committee on Taxation, the bill would also add some $1 trillion to the federal debt, which has bothered deficit hawks like outgoing Republican Senator Bob Corker. The GOP and President Trump relied on this legislation to present voters with proof that they had accomplished something during a turbulent year, which also saw the defeat of a Republican effort to repeal Obamacare the vote in both houses of Congress pretty much went along party lines, with House Speaker Paul Ryan calling the tax reform bill passage a good day for America.
17: This is one of the most important pieces of legislation that Congress has passed in decades to help the American worker, to help grow the American economy. This is profound change, and this is change that is going to put our country on the right path.
13: Texas Congressman Kevin Brady, the House Ways and Means Committee Chairman and one of the authors of the legislation, says two dates will stand out next year after the votes on tax reform.
0: On February 1st, look at your paychecks, because you'll see the tax relief we delivered today. And on April 15th, you will, for the last time, file your taxes under this horrible, terrible tax code that we're putting behind us
13: Passage of the GOP tax reform bill was held up for a day because certain provisions of the legislation violated Senate rules. That forced the House to re-vote on the matter the next day. But the result was the same, a victory for Republicans. There were other stories that made headlines as well. The continuing Russia investigation by Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller, the firing of FBI Director James Comey, Hillary Clinton trying to explain her loss in the 2016 presidential campaign in a new book. Another Islamic State terrorism incident in New York, which claimed the lives of eight people and injured 11. The continuing war of words between Washington and North Korea, a deadly Amtrak derailment in Washington state, and so much more. That's 2017, the year in review, a production of Salem Radio News. Technical and post production for 2017 The Year in Review is by Jeff Matska. Reports from correspondents Linda Kenyon, Wally Hines, Greg Cluckston, and Michael Harrington. The executive producer of 2017 The Year in Review is Ken Lorman. Written and voiced by Keith Peters. Thanks for joining us as we looked at the events that shaped our world in 2017, the
8: year. In review,
5: Mr.
14: Sparky, we're on time. You'll see, Mr. Sparky, all your repair is
8: free. Tires worn out, not only are you going to pay for a new set plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries you pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. And we're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You
2: don't have to put up with any
8: Ain't sparky buyback applies only to fans fixtures and parts replaced or repaired by mr sparky
11: faith talk 570 wtbn pinellas park online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the salem media group
16: news this hour from townhall.com i'm greg clugston in washington It's a new year, but much of the United States still dealing with frigid air that has gripped the country for several days. The
26: central part of the country will slowly start to warm up as we had late this week into the the coming weekend. But um, yeah, for the most part, it looks like the cold's sticking around at least for several more days.
16: National Weather Service forecaster Mark Chouinard says the best spots to escape the cold are southern California or southern Arizona, where temperatures are up near 80 degrees. Costa Rican authorities are investigating a plane crash that killed two local crew members and ten Americans, including families from New York and Florida.
7: The director of Costa Rica Civil Aviation said the Nature Air Charter flight crashed shortly after taking off around noon Sunday to the capital of San Jose. Officials say the same plane had arrived in the area Sunday morning and it had been delayed from landing by strong wind.
16: Shirley Smith reporting. The White House is pushing back against reports that Vice President Pence has postponed his upcoming trip to the Middle East indefinitely.
9: Press Secretary Elisa Farah says there's no truth to those reports. Speculation began after the Times of Israel reported that the vice president wasn't listed on the foreign ministry's list of dignitaries expected to visit during January. Farah says Mr. Pence still plans on going this month. Original plans to go in December were postponed because of the vote on the GOP tax bill. At the time, the trip was rescheduled for January 14th.
16: Correspondent Wally Hines. Israel's prime minister is wishing
9: protesters
16: in Iran success in their noble quest for freedom. Benjamin Netanyahu posted a video on YouTube calling the protesters brave and heroic. President Trump also has voiced support for Iran's peaceful protesters. In Pasadena, California this morning, it was the 129th Rose Parade. More at townhall.com.
2: She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy.
24: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. I would really recommend people
3: starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad
2: breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust. Dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road.
27: Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods.
28: Dynavite for
24: life. This is Ed Lukasevic and Cindy Lukasevic, inviting you and your pets to Dynavite.
2: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
16: Two Republican senators hope their health care plan will get some serious attention when Congress returns to Washington this week. Here's Capitol Hill correspondent Linda Kenyon.
7: Senators Susan Collins of Maine and Lamar Alexander of Tennessee had hoped their plan to stabilize the Obamacare insurance markets would come up before the holiday break. But it did not. Now they want the Senate to bring up two proposals and attach them to a bill to fund the federal government for the entire fiscal year. The plan will likely be a tough sell for House Republicans who remain opposed to the measures.
16: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had made a promise to Senator Collins to include her bill in a funding deal before Christmas. That promise was later put off until after the holidays. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un says the United States should be aware that his country's nuclear forces are now a reality and not a threat. That was part of his New Year's Day address. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston. Chicago police say there was less gun violence in the city in 2017 compared to the year before, but the total number of homicides still topped the 600 mark for only the second time in more than a decade.
25: Statistics from the police department show the number of homicides fell from 771 in 2016 to 650 in 2017. The number of shooting incidents dropped from 3,550 to 2,785 for the same period. The department says the drop is partly due to an expansion of technology that enables police to pinpoint where shots have been fired and quickly dispatch officers to the crime scene. Correspondent
16: Jeremy House reporting. Some coaching changes in the NFL. In Detroit, the Lions fired head coach Jim Caldwell, and the Chicago Bears did the same, parting ways with John Fox. In Arizona, coach Bruce Arians announced his retirement from coaching. More on these stories at townhall.com.
10: Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. Please keep your arms
9: and legs inside the car at all times. This is your final warning. Now, here's your host, Mr. Thrill Ride
17: himself, Eric Metaxas.
26: Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you being nice. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> I'm in the New York studio with a friend, Billy Halliwell. Billy... Good to see you. Good to see I, I got to say, it's, it's so nice when somebody's in the studio. A lot of times, you know, it's, you do it on the phone. It's not the same. It's not the same at it's all. It's just not the same. You get to have a real it's conversation. It's not the same. It's not the yeah. same. If I s- spit when I talk, you'll know about it. You will <laughs> it know even about hit me. it. It, it, might could, even could, it, it could. It could. It um, could. W- welcome. We, we've had you on before. You, you're kind of tough to describe. First of all, you're an author. You talk about faith and culture. So I think of us as very similar in the sense that we, we care about a lot of the same things. Uh, we're both in New York. Uh, You're an editor at faithwire.com, so I want to talk about your book,
28: your book's but first, tell us, what is faithwire.com? So faithwire.com, it, it's essentially a website for millennial Christians, right? We're, we're aiming for millennials. We're aiming right. for people between— Okay, so I'm know, out. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. It's for everybody. But I think there's a real sort of dearth of you know online media for people maybe between the millennials. Don't and 18th like, and—
26: Millennials don't like the word dearth. They don't. But no. I do, so I'm going to use prefer, it. They prefer paucity.
28: <laughs> Okay, so there's a dearth of I think of, of content that reaches that audience and it's a challenge to reach that audience, right? Because there there are a lot of things happening right now in culture that Cuz they're distracted and spoiled. Yes. Well, there you go. And and listen, I'm like an elderly millennial. I'm an elderly because <laughs> I'm 34, right? So I'm on that upper end, you know, when they talk about millennials and I look at younger millennials and I don't even recognize them. It's like two different generations, but you know, I I am not one of those people who says as a millennial, you know, I don't I don't like identifying with the generation. It's a tough generation to reach for for us if faithwire we're trying to figure out what stories resonate you know what what do millennials care about and there are a lot of young you know married couples out there who are christians looking for good content that isn't beating them over the head but that's bringing them truth and so we're trying to find that balance so it's a
26: faith website obviously it's called faithwire.com uh before that you were with the glenn beck organization I was yeah for about five years for about five, almost six years yeah i was years? there
28: i was a faith editor over at the com. and that's how i mean that's how i got to know you yeah Uh, Where did you go to college? I went to uh, College of Mount St. Vincent small school in the Bronx, uh, and then I got my master's degree at Hunter College here in the city. And so you're you're a local boy. I am, yeah. What, you, From upstate up New York.
26: Upstate New York. Upstate new, up new York. Okay. You, you've written a lot of books. Uh, your new book, how new is this book, The Fault Line? a few months old. A few okay. months old. Fault Line. Let me read the title. Fault Line, How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Threatening Free Speech and Shaping the Next Generation. Uh, what I've read of this book, I agree with it almost violently, and I just am excited uh, about about this. You got a forward,
28: by the way, from Sean Hannity. I did. That's really impressive. I did. I I, I, could pull that off. I reached out to him. I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to talk about. And there are themes that he's talked a lot about, you know, media, Hollywood, universities, what's going on there. And so he agreed to do it right away. I mean, he didn't even hesitate, which is great. And, you know, I think there are a few people who understand these issues, you know, how interconnected they are. And so I, I reached out to him. And this was well before all the election stuff and all that, all that chaos where we started to see some of this media stuff really come into play. All right, so tell us, what stuff? What are you talking about? So so what I'm talking about is this triangular dominance. That's sort of what I call it in the book, that the media, Hollywood, and universities all collectively have this bias. And we've known about this forever. For for Christians and or conservatives, this is not a new issue, right? This is not something I think we've known this, we've felt it. Most of us, we feel like, okay, they're not representing us well in the media. They're, they're pushing things on us that we're not quite comfortable with. We don't agree with what's coming out. But I think it's really hit a fever pitch in the last 10, 15 years, and what's sort of scary, the reason I wrote this book is, you know, I look at where do we learn in society? You know, where, where do we get information from? And outside of the church, and not everybody goes to church, it's media, Hollywood, and, and education you, you're, university. You are so singing my song, Billy
26: Halliwell, I can't even believe it. I mean, and I knew that when I looked at the book, but it is absolutely undeniable. I mean, this has been my uh, raison d'etre. Uh, For the last 30 years, I've noticed this, that Hollywood, academia, uh, or the academy, uh, and the the news world, uh, they have had a monopoly on communicating. And as the media culture has risen – this is my theory – as the media culture has risen – It's gotten worse and worse. In 1940, people didn't get their values and their information from national media. They got it locally. They got it at the barbershop. They got it at the church. It was another world. Something happened when Hollywood and New York, let's say, which are very secular and very politically liberal – began rising in terms of their influence and over time more and more people instead of getting their water locally so to speak instead of getting their information locally and their values locally they began to get it from these two places which are wildly out of touch <laughs> with middle america exactly and it it affected middle america and it's changing perception and it has changed it has changed perceptions and, i would and, argue yeah. that if it weren't for this there is no way uh, Barack Obama ever would have gotten a second term. Never. No. The no, economy no was way. terrible, whatever. But the media w- was so in the tank for him and has such a, as you say, a dominance in American culture. It's very hard for people. To think uh, in a way that's different
28: from from the media It takes an effort. Well, because we're inundated, right? And I talk about this in Fall Line. We, our cell phones, our tablets, our computers. For those of us, I think if you have a really solid worldview, and you, you know, I went to I went to college in New York City. I grew up in Rochester, New York, which was a much more balanced place ideologically. Well, it's right?
26: kind of like Middle America. It people, is. People in New York is so big that if you're outside of the tri state area, once you get at the upstate New York, it's it's basically middle America. It might as well
28: be in Ohio. I mean, and you start to notice these things. I had a professor who said to me in journalism school, you're never going to be able to prove media bias. This was back in 2004. I was doing a paper. My graduation paper was on media bias, proving that there was media bias. There's no way you can prove that. I used to change topics. There was plenty of data out there. The, the, the fact is people are not looking at it. And so my big push in this book was to show the data. Like, what's the proof for this bias that we all keep feeling? And there's so much information out there that name. I mean, it. look, this is you're singing my song. Name one. TV
26: program. I mean, there's a zillion TV programs. Name one, uh, a sitcom or a a late-night talk program that is coming from a traditional conservative – point of view. Can
28: anybody name one? No. Of course not. There was almost one, Last Man Standing. (laughs) There was almost one, and we no longer have it, right, with high ratings that mysteriously is now no longer
26: on the air. But can you imagine America, let's say 30% of America, 40% of America is pretty traditional faith and so on and so forth. You'd think that if the culture is going to mirror Uh, I'm sorry, if if the media is going to mirror culture, then 30 or 40 percent of the sitcoms would come from the point of view that sex outside of marriage is not a good idea, right? Right. How many
28: sitcoms? Have ever come from that point of view they, they come from the complete opposite Which is why from the year 2000 until now and, and when you go and you look at Gallup statistics And I spend a lot of time looking at those stats I try to do it in an interesting way You go to the year 2000 You've got around like 50% of the country Saying sex outside of marriage is a moral thing to do I mean that word moral should sort of shock people Now we're at almost 70% of the country Saying that sex outside of marriage is a moral thing What changed? Sitcoms, Hollywood They have flat out admitted this Hollywood's the one area where people will actually admit they're trying to change things. They're trying to change our perceptions. And look, we – and this is an argument I make in the book that might upset some people, but as as Christians and or conservatives, a lot of people have pulled out of these areas. We are not present in Hollywood, and it's hard to be present in Hollywood, right? But Devon Franklin, who I profile in the book, he's figuring out how to do it. He's had a number of hit films. So my point is you know, we can complain about this all day, but there's another element I think that we need to examine, and that is how we're going to try to fix this problem. Right.
26: Well, as I say, this is the kind of thing that is so close to my heart. It I mean that's why I read the book and gave you a blurb for the book because I said this is th- – this is – right now, if you look at America, it's almost like missions strategy. You say, what's a way <laughs> – you, you've got to really diagnose the problem. Right. And this is the, this is the problem right now, and we've got to figure out how do we do – how do we – Deal with that. Right. I've been thinking about that my whole life. This program is my small way of dealing with it. I, was going I write to say books. you're part of the solution. I mean, you I, are I, part of that solution. You're I, huge I it. try hard, but it's still a drop in the bucket. I mean, when you think about a lot of the other stuff we're doing, but but in this book, Fault Line, um, you talk about ways that we can deal with this.
28: You know, I think one of the big things for me, and, and I think I've tried to do this, too, right? I, I, w- I love working in the secular world. I, right now, I'm working in the faith world, but I'm trying to get the stories out there, trying to move them beyond, trying to provide alternatives. There aren't enough alternatives for Christians. Let's start there. Actually, when we come back, we're going to jump into that. There
26: aren't enough alternatives for Christians. That is a fact. We'll be right back talking to Billy Hollowell, the new book, Fault Line. It's the Eric Metaxas Show. Stick around. I see the sky
27: people search the internet for everything including you with a few clicks information from your past can be quickly discovered from business deals gone wrong to misleading reviews negative articles and unflattering images studies show 78 percent of people search for someone online before doing business with them will they find the real you That's 800-651-4888, 800-651-4888, or visit reputationdefender.com.
20: Just like all the rest of you, i had been hearing all about MyPillow, and I was plenty skeptical that it could possibly be as great as everyone says it is. Well, I got my first MyPillow, and I love it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for any Michael Medved listeners, particularly those of you who might be skeptical. MyPillow is now offering buy one, get the next one free, two for the price of one. In other words, if you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-320-6280, use the promo code MEDVED, or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code MEDVED to get the two-for-one offer call 800-320-6280 and use the promo code medved that's 800-320-6280 promo code medved or mypillow.com
1: relying on checking your credit to help protect you from identity theft you're kind of walking through life with blinders on <coughs> parking meter that came out of nowhere because there are many kinds of identity theft you can still get blindsided by Look out! <coughs> bike messenger didn't see him coming. Like someone getting an online payday loan in your name or selling your personal information on the dark web. What?
3: Open manhole. That snuck up on me.
1: LifeLock sees more. We use proprietary technology to detect a range of identity threats. And if you have a problem, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can spot threats you might not see coming. Horse drawn carriage! <laughs> Sheesh. Memberships start at $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Now get 10% off. Go to lifelock.com and enter promo code SMART. That's promo code SMART. Lifelock. More detection, more
5: protection. Freedom. One nation in all of human history was built on that bedrock. Ours. A republic of the people, by the people, and for the people. Self-government requires freedom. Just as freedom requires an individual willingness to self govern. Freedom has made America exceptional, but it can only last as long as you and I seek the good, as expressed by the laws of nature and nature's God. It can only last if you and I choose to act as people of character. Forging character has been the pursuit of Hillsdale College since 1844. Hillsdale College forges character and elevates civic discourse both on campus and nationwide. To find out how you can take their free online courses or receive a complimentary subscription to Imprimus, a monthly speech digest, visit hillsdalefreedom.com. That's hillsdalefreedom.com.
26: This is the Eric Metaxas Show. I'm Eric Metaxas, and I'm sitting here with my guest, Billy Halliwell, who has a new book out called Fault Line, How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Threatening Free Speech and Shaping the Next Generation. Billy, you were just talking about uh, how people of faith in American culture don't have a lot of options. Uh, and again, this is... This is so close to my heart, so talk about that.
28: You know, I think we, we don't have a lot of options out there, right? You, you said before, <laughs> let's talk about one show out there that you know shows our values, and there isn't one, and a big part of that, obviously, is because of the biases in Hollywood and media and universities and all of that, but the reality is it's an uphill battle, but it can be done. We need to actually have a presence. I think a lot of people have told young Christians, you know, don't get involved in Hollywood, don't get involved in media. They're, they're bad industries. They're, you're not going to be accepted. Right. The reality is you can have success there, and I think we need more people to enter in, as hard as that is, um, and find a place. Imagine being in a Hollywood—you're you know, in a room with a bunch of producers, and you're a Christian, and they're talking about the characters they're going to put in their next film and their yeah. next show, and you have a presence there, and you can say, wait a minute, this isn't the way we should depict it. There aren't enough of us there doing those things, and that's partially our fault.
26: Oh, it's, it's definitely our fault, and again, you're singing my song, because what what we've seen— it boils down to bad theology. You have a lot of Christians who have a theology that, oh, I don't want to get my hands dirty. I am i don't want to move to New York. I don't want to move to Hollywood. I don't want to get involved in that dirty stuff. And you think, wait a second, folks. First of all, not everybody's called to the same thing. But the idea that we're not to get our hands dirty, we right. are to cast out demons. Do you understand that that involves getting your hands dirty? It means going to demon-possessed people. Uh, we are... To, to deal with the pain and the ugliness, where to bring healing. That's the salt and light of the gospel. The salt and light is supposed to go to nasty places right. to have its effect. And so the idea that um, I don't want anything to do with that, here's the issue. I mean, this is the metaphor that I use, okay? It's like we were saying earlier that if everybody gets their information and their values locally, okay, that's one thing, but that has changed. So it's like everybody had local wells, but then suddenly – they put a big well in, well in Hollywood and a big well in New York City, and more and more people got their water piped in from those two places, right? And so imagine if you said, well, I I, uh, I think I'm getting poisoned by this water, uh, but I'm not going to go to New York. That place is dirty. Right. Well, the whole point is if you want to have an influence on the water that middle America is drinking- you if want You want to filter a, that water. If you want to filter, if you want to do anything, you need to go to the sources and deal with it. Yeah. And so, if you care about what your your daughter is 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 seeing on her computer in Iowa, you need to understand where this stuff comes from. This stuff is all coming out of New York and Hollywood. If we abdicate our role as salt and light in those places, it gets nastier and nastier and nastier and all we
28: do is rage against the darkness. Exactly. And that's what and that's what has happened. I think the last fifteen years we've we've been lazy. A lot of us have been shocked by the changes that have happened in culture and we've sort of you know, We've walked away. We've pulled ourselves back. We're afraid to speak out. We don't want to share what we think. And this is happening fast. And I think the the thing that I try to make a case on in the book is that people's like souls are at stake. People's lives are at stake. We're actually depriving people of information because it's not present there. You look at college professors. Sixty percent of college professors are liberal. Oh, that's and, putting it very and mildly. And that's putting it mildly because a lot of them are saying they're middle of the road when they're not. But this is a UCLA poll, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this comes out every every two years, I think, they put this poll out. You compare that 60 percent to 12% saying they're conservative. Now, there's already – you look at that alone and you say, okay, we've got a problem here in academia. And there are plenty – there's plenty of research out there to show that there are biases in even hiring Christian professors, right? So there's a lot – again, it's an uphill battle. We've got to fight the battle though.
26: Well, that's, that's the whole thing is I, I think there are a lot of people who say, oh, I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to fight any any battles. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we're on this planet is is to lovingly, boldly represent the truth. And if you just want to hide in your little Christian ghetto – uh, guess what? The ugliness is going to find you in that ghetto, and you you don't have a voice. That's that's what is happening. It's yeah. why you are involved in media. It's why I'm involved in media because we realize that there have to be places uh, where, where people can go and they can hear something that mirrors back uh, w- what they care about. Absolutely. Um, and you know, the, I think I also think Billy, there are a lot of people that are in the middle, and if you give them a choice they will listen to something that's faith-friendly or or whatever. In other words, even though they oh, yeah. might they may not be themselves devout Christians, they might say, well, you know what, I, but I like that. They don't curse on that program. They don't get kind of you know sexually nasty. They're, they're, there's something about that I like. I right. want my family to be exposed to that. Um, but we've got to put it out there. And I know you're laboring to do that, and I'm laboring to do that. I've been laboring for a long time. Well, the book is Fault Line, How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Threatening Free Speech and Shaping the Next Generation.
28: Tell me what you mean when you say threatening free speech? You know, I think we've got, there's two elements here. The first you just spoke to a little bit is that people are actually losing their voice. We have bakers in this country fighting to, <laughs> to not make a cake for a same-sex wedding and, and there are different views on that, but the reality is we have a real free speech problem and and I would actually argue that not only are Christians and conservatives losing their ability to be heard in these, in these venues, we're actually depriving liberals and people who aren't Christians of hearing other ideas that challenge them and that help refine them and we don't talk about that enough. You know, we talk about the first part, which is really important, obviously, the First Amendment and the, the ability to you know, exercise and live the way we want. We don't talk enough about what people aren't hearing, what the liberals in this country aren't hearing, on campuses aren't hearing. That's a big concern to me, right? Because, that's beautiful. That's that's important. And so I, I really wanted to make that case. And so that, to me, is a huge part of this. And the other part is, again, those li- the people out there who are actually not hearing any message at all. There is so much confusion in this country. One poll that I included in the book, 57 percent of the country, and this includes plenty of Christians, saying that really, you know, the only truth that works for you is the truth that works for you. You kind of make up your own
26: truth. You kind of make up your own truth. So people basically uh, no longer believe in objective truth. They think that that concept is somehow outmoded. And I think what you're saying and, and what I try to say as well is that Th- that needs to be challenged. People need to understand that that doesn't work. That right. that doesn't make logical sense. But if they're not challenged, if everybody's parroting, if everybody is, is parroting the same cliche over and over and over again, I have my truth here. They need somebody to needs to stop them and say, "Excuse me, that's stupid." Right? Like, this actually you, doesn't. You, you make really sense. think so? So Hitler has his own truth? Exactly. And so he, right. So killing all those Jews was actually not bad,
28: right? And at I mean, some point, I, where's the line? If, you're, if 65% of the country is saying, well, people in other countries have to make up whatever morals they think are right. Well, wait a minute. Is ISIS right then? Does yeah, it, I think – no, I think killing Jews and blacks is right. That's right for me, right? You don't have a
26: problem. That's right. my <laughs> truth, right? You don't have a problem. I mean – but the point is that, now why would I have a problem with somebody who said I think that I want to kill blacks and Jews? I'll tell you why I would have a problem with it because I believe what the Bible says. The Bible says we're all created in God's image. We are all sacred. God says every human being is equal and sacred and loved in his eyes. That's why racism to me is wrong. That's why anti-Semitism is wrong. Why do you say it's wrong? If you're talking to somebody who doesn't believe in truth or in the Bible, you tell me, why do you say racism is wrong? Well, I'm I'm all ears. What, what's your idea? And I think that pretty quickly, they don't even know why they think what
28: they think. Right, exactly. Because so, it feels like warm and fuzzy. We have to accept everything. And, look, you have to respect everybody, and we have to love everybody, but there are lines on things, and, and, you, and to say there is no line is insane. When you start to get, like what you're saying, when you start to get down to it, but the problem is that this is where we are right now. There's confusion, and I think that, when you say there's people who would respond well to this sort of content, of course they would. They're yeah. in this mode of confusion that's been imposed on us. Well, and, and I have to say as well that um part of the problem is
26: that you know when when fox news was invented let's say one thing that that got right is it presented a conservative view so that people could hear both sides for the first time almost ever but what fox news does not do and what most conservative outlets do not do typically is present the christian view and the christian view and the conservative view are not always exactly, the same exactly. for example um when we're talking about abortion when we're talking about sexuality you'll notice that that fox news or other conservative outlets there're lots of people there who would agree with the liberals on those issues exactly and so you have all these americans who are not represented they're they're saying doesn't anybody see that selling uh, aborted baby parts is like right. wickedness right. on the level of the Third Reich. Is nobody else noticing this? You you don't really have people going to bat for that, even on places like Fox News. Uh, and, and I think that uh, we don't have places out there where people of faith are really getting fed and where people who aren't people of faith are getting challenged, just like you said. And so I, I think that there is um, – it's very important for people of faith to understand that things don't all break down into left and right. Exactly. The, cr- cr- the Christian faith often uh, is a little piece of both uh, or is in the middle or is, you know, and you just, you're just not hearing that.
28: And I had to explain that in the book, too, that, you know, I always say conservative and or Christian, you know, because it's, there's, a, there's a difference there. There's the political nature, as you're saying, and there's the theological nature here. And we've got, got to be able to describe that to people like you do brilliantly all the time. And engage people on it. Well, most people at Fox News are not serious Christians. I right. mean, I could go
26: down the list. These are wonderful people, but they're either atheists or agnostics. They're conservatives, but they're not people they're of new faith. They're New York conservatives. All right, though. we're going to a break. We're going to be right back talking to Billy Halliwell. The new book is Fault Line. Check it out.
16: With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Anti government protests continue in Iran for a fifth day. One of the country's news agencies reports a gunman killed one policeman and wounded three other officers. President Trump has voiced support for Iranian citizens to peacefully protest. Much of Middle America welcomed 2018 amid bone chilling cold. The low temperatures are breaking records. National Weather Service has issued wind chill advisories today covering a vast area from South Texas to Canada and from Montana to New England. At least two deaths also have been attributed to exposure. Former Fox News Channel anchor and 1989 Miss America Gretchen Carlson has been named chairwoman of the Miss America's organization's board of directors. It marks the first time a former pageant winner has served as the leader. This is SRN News.
2: She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block, and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
24: Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats.
3: I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins,
2: micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road.
27: Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life.
24: This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dinovite eight
2: five nine four two eight one thousand D I N O oh. V I T E dot com. Ike was such a sweet, lovable animal, and people would want to pet him, and they'd come up and they'd get close to him, and it would be this instant, oh. My dad didn't want to touch him. It's like, ooh, get the stinky dog away from me. Even after we'd give her a bath, she would still stink. Very stinky, both bad breath and bad gas. I asked the vet, and he said, some dogs are just stinky.
27: Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help.
2: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. The ingredients convinced me that it was definitely worth Trying. After about a week, he started smelling normal. My husband and I were really kind of astonished. Dynavite is nutrition. Eight five nine four two eight one thousand. 428 1000 D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E nope. dot com.
22: Streamer trying to build a highway to the sky. All my hopes
17: would come tumbling down and I never knew just why. Until today when you pull through the clouds
22: that hung like curtains on my eyes. But I've been blind.
26: All these years, and I I hey there, so folks! It's here from Show. A little Keith Green to get you going. I bet ninety-four percent of the people at Fox News have never heard of Keith Green. I'm not trying to put them down. I'm just trying to get people to understand the demographics. Right. Like that, that people think that that Fox News is is faith friendly. I would say but most of the people there uh they haven't heard of keith green they're not you know bible believing evangelicals or pro life uh catholics or whatever and i think that in america you, again at best you get this false choice between there's political conservatism and then there's political liberalism those are my two choices you think wait a second right. there's a whole world of people of faith who you know uh for them it's it's not just fiscal conservatism. It's not just kicking ISIS's butt. There's other stuff. There are other issues that matter, and that stuff just doesn't find its way onto the TV. I mean, how many people during this time of you know sexual scandal, all this stuff, who's who do you hear, uh, let's say on Fox News, advocating that sex is created by God for men and women in marriage, for the purpose of family, for the it's it's to strengthen marriage between a man and a woman and family and it's a wonderful thing that God created for that any place out of that it's wrong it is right. harmful that i would say like half of america would go like yeah I, maybe that right. and yet you never hear that represented even on conservative Media outlets.
28: No. And nobody's talking about that. And they need to be because what we're seeing is the millennial generation and who knows what the next generation is going to be. Generation Z, we have no idea what they're going to be like. We do know that millennials are getting married later. They're not getting married. A substantial chunk of them will never get married. And I interact with people and they say, well, why is marriage so important? And you just highlighted the reasons why it is. It's a central underpinning of society. Even if you're an atheist, it shouldn't be complicated to understand that or see that or get why that's the case. So not hearing these arguments is really damaging. And that's why this matters so much. It matters that we have a presence in these areas because not being there is yielding very serious societal results, uh, specifically among millennials. Oh, listen! I know so many people that are
26: really good people. Uh, they're politically conservative, even. They're living with someone. They're living with with, with someone. They they they're like, well, we don't need to get married. We're we're not married. And you think, <laughs> wow, like we are now at a point. Where normal people think that that's an option. Like a number of years ago, that was kind of a weird thing if you're going to live with somebody and you're not going to be married to them. But now it's like marriage – people don't seem to even understand that it's important. It's actually really important uh, uh, because the case is not being made. I mean, again, if you're watching – I'm not trying to pick on Fox News, but but I'm I'm picking on them because they are – I would say, the best in terms of faith-friendly. If you want faith-friendly, you're not going to find it on CNN. You're not going to find it on MSNBC. So you go to Fox, and you're going to get kind of a
28: faith-friendly approach. But you're not going to hear what we're talking about. No, And, and think about how many hours we spend in this country. Think about a teenager, how many hours they spend watching TV. On their computer, reading entertainment news, whatever they're doing. And let's say they go to church every week. Let's say they go to a Wednesday Bible study even or a youth group. You've got maybe three hours a week, maybe four hours a week versus 50 hours a week of garbage content that is showing the exact way not to be in a relationship, the exact exact things we shouldn't be doing. It isn't shocking when when we look at it and we realize where we are. But what are we going to do to change that tide? That's the question. That is that is the question. And again, the first thing to do is
26: to talk about it. I mean, I, uh, Oprah to me is the classic example. Everybody talks about her being spiritual and stuff. She never married. She's clearly been in a relationship w- with, uh, with this man for many, many years. Never married, never had kids, and doesn't seem to think that marriage matters. Uh, Tyler Perry, 48 years old, says he's a Christian, uh, on and on and on. He, he never married. He has a kid. Uh, I, when I had him on the program, I asked him. So when are you going to get married? Uh, Oh, I don't know. I I thought, wow, like we're at a point marriage, too. (laughs) I mean, we're at a point where a lot of people are never even hearing the argument of why marriage is important, why sex outside of marriage is is harmful, why God
28: says it's a sin.
26: You never even hear hear it. No. It's amazing. The arguments
28: are outside of that. They're about why birth control should be free. Everyone's debating about all these other things and you look at society and you look at where we are and we're in a complete disaster morally when it comes to sex and it's funny because one of the fir- my friend who's a liberal who had me on her podcast to talk about this book, why are you talking about sex? You know, the book doesn't only focus on sex but it talks about a lot of the moral issues right. surrounding sex. Right. Why are you talking about that? Why does that matter? There isn't even an understanding of why the issue is important and by By the way, you don't have to be a Christian to have that position. There are lots of bad things that happen when sex goes unrestrained in society. Well, no, but that's the
26: point. It's like there there was a time when everybody understood that in the culture. You didn't need to be a serious Christian. Pretty much everybody understood that there's a reason we have marriage. There's a reason – there's something that happens when, when a man steps up. And becomes a, a husband And becomes a father Something happens Something good happens And challenges and and there's you there's lessons
28: Right you're, you're taught There's lessons There's I mean and, and the fact Going back to your Fox example When I was saying You know you have all these out 50 hours of entertainment And whatever And then you go somewhere Like Fox or wherever To hopefully hear something else And you're not getting it there No You gotta go somewhere like here Most,
26: most of the people Yeah On Fox Just are never gonna say What we're saying right now We're gonna be right back I'm talking to Billy Hallowell The book is Fault Line This is the Eric Metaxas show Stick around Hey, Alvin. Hey, Eric. Hey, how are you? I want to tell you about Relief Factor. Okay. Can, I, can I tell you? Because listen, yes. uh, for example, Relief Factor. We get these testimonials in here. Greg from Hawaii writes. My left knee started swelling last year, making climbing stairs and walking distances difficult. At the same time, my back, hips, and shoulders were aching, and I figured it was worth trying Relief Factor. Within three days, I was seeing a difference. Relief Factor is helping with almost all my aches and pains. Wow. A lot of people think they have to live with aches and pains, and I would say, you know, in some cases, maybe, but I would try Relief Factor. It is how do I describe it? Non-toxic. It's botanicals. You, you can take it all day long. This is not like taking Advil or something that you, you really shouldn't. It's not good for your organs, whatever. So go to relieffactor.com. Uh, check out the quick start pack for nineteen ninety five. 95 Within a few weeks, you will know. It could be less than that, but you'll know if it works for you. But it's worked for a lot of people. Uh, again, it's anti-inflammatory. It's something that I take every day. I recommend it. relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com
2: beautiful little puppy i mean we walk around the block and neighbors always say her hair is so beautiful healthy and shiny and glossy d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com
24: fatty acids omega-3s and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft shiny coats i would really recommend
3: people starting their puppies on dynavite before they get into what i would call the misery index Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath.
2: Because if they're getting all their vitamins, micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies, grass, pollen, dust. Dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road.
27: Our vitamins and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for
24: life. This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynavite.
2: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
26: Imagine a politician saying this today. I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would have looked like if Moses had run them through the U.S. Congress. That is a quote from Ronald Reagan. He showed us through his life, his faith, and with his words, that Judeo-Christian values and principles matter. You can help spread the legacy of Ronald Reagan, and you can do it by getting a Reagan email address. Right now, if you have a Gmail, AOL, Yahoo, or other big tech company email address. You help them market their service with every email you send. In return, they scan your emails and target you with unwanted advertising. Well, thanks to our sponsor, ReaganPrivacy.com, you can instead share the Reagan name with every email you send, and they won't scan your emails. They'll leave you alone. Get an email address you'll be proud to own at ReaganPrivacy.com. Your very own personal, private email address is available to you at ReaganPrivacy.com. Get your Reagan Email address right now at ReaganPrivacy.com.
8: Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com America. That's ZipRecruiter.com America. One more time, to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America.
26: Hey there, folks! It's, it's here from Taxit Show talking to Billy Hallowell. We're talking about his new book, Fault Line: How a seismic shift in culture is threatening free speech and shaping the next generation. Uh, Billy, I don't want to forget to mention FaithWire. If people want to find out more, they can go to faithwire.com. Um, okay, so what what else are you talking
28: about in this book? So, you know, focusing a lot on what's going on in college campuses, you know, when we talk about the free speech debate, um, you know, it's tough. I remember, you know, I graduated in 2006 with my undergrad. And, you know, things were tough then. And I look now, and I'm like, this is crazy. Speakers are getting kicked off campuses. But we, I mean, we couldn't even get a Bible study group at the time on our campus. We had a hard time doing that. Oh, you're kidding. And it was, it, you know, it was an uphill battle. And, and it eventually worked out, and we had to kind of fight for it and get it. Why would you have to fight for a Bible study group on campus? You know, I think there was a real misunderstanding of what we were trying to do. But I don't know. I mean, I, I do know. I think there were a lot of people in administration who didn't like the idea of it Maybe initially. Maybe you started flipping over cars and, like, had bullhorns <laughs> and stuff. They would have shown you some respect yeah but so i've been through that and i've seen that and i think it's really tough because we didn't have that outside culture as much at that time right saying all these things now you have the pressure of that outside culture and the people around you on a campus telling you you're crazy so it's like it's very hard to speak out so you've got the microaggressions you've got you've got all these things going on and to me i mean a college is the one place right where there should be a discussion there should be a debate we should have people sharing ideas and it's really troubling to me, and I think you know this more than anybody, that we've come to a place where uh, many colleges are not those places. They're a place where people tell you, you have to believe this. This is what you believe. I mean, look, I saw it
26: at Yale in the early and mid-80s, that long ago. I will never forget. I'd never encountered this before, but the beginning of political correctness happened then, okay? There's no doubt about it. I remember, you know, I come from a middle-class, working-class background, pretty traditional. You know, we went to church on Sundays and— and you go to Yale and you realize suddenly like, oh, oh no, 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 this is uh, – you, you don't say Oriental, you say Asian, you don't say this, you say that, you don't say this. Like suddenly you start hearing like, you know, the way you were raised, no, 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 you got to – okay. So some of that is okay, but a lot of it was you need to think this way. Right. You need to be on this side of the issue politically. If you're not, you're a bigot, you're a jerk. I drank that Kool-Aid myself because I was not thinking. I was not taught to – you know, and, and I kind of drifted along with that. Now, it's a kind of fascism because it's the antithesis of what education is supposed to be about. It's the antithesis of what America is supposed to be about. And yet it caught on and it has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where now every week there's another fake word out there. Like right. there's new words right. that you got to learn to speak the new fake <laughs> words. Uh, and the term fake is one of those words, but it's one of the better ones. But but, you know, it, it's being woke, throwing shade, whatever. Like every five minutes, there's, there's a whole else. different thing. Microaggression. Guess what? That's not a thing. That is a non-thing. It's a fake thing, but it was made up. Like, safe spaces, whatever. These are all joke things. These are non-existent in the whole world, except for on these little campuses where they've invented their own way of communicating. And... Nobody's calling anybody out on that.
28: No, I think the speaker stuff that we've seen, you know, with Ben Shapiro and others, that has sort of shed light on this issue finally. We're starting to see people say, okay, wait a minute, what exactly is going on yeah. here? You're, you're claiming there's a security concern. Okay, maybe I could understand yeah, that. I'll but- tell
26: you what's going on. Your parents are paying zillions of dollars <laughs> to send you to an indoctrination camp. And pa- parents need to understand uh, you are paying a lot of money to an organization that is using all of those resources to take your child away from you to make your child your ideological enemy to raise that child away from the way you have raised them. I mean, horrible to say, but on college campuses, that's exactly what's happening. It happened to me many years ago, and it's been
28: happening ever since. It started to happen to me. I mean, the same thing was happening. I was in New York. I was, you know, and you start to think, okay, and then, and then something snapped me out of it. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not, but not everybody has that moment where they're snapped out of it because now everywhere you go, whether it's, again, media, whether it's Hollywood, it's being reinforced. So it's a much harder culture than it was 10 years ago, five years ago. Um, and we have to step in to fix that. We have to be the ones the problem is, you look at that 57% statistic, you know, people defining their own truth, that moral relativism stat. And of course, the media does this. They don't think they're biased. You know, I think that the most dangerous form of bias is the ignorance form when you don't actually know you have a bias and you think that you're some sort of moderate when you're not. That's more dangerous than, I think, that's somebody right. going out there and saying, I'm going to make them right. liberals. No, right. you don't even realize you're doing it. Right. And that's what's happening, I think, on a lot of campuses. It's happening in newsrooms.
26: Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And that's why it's just such a joy to talk to you because this is so important that people understand what is happening, and it's the it's the end of actual freedom. In other words, I, here's what I would say: if you're a real liberal, right, uh, this stuff is your enemy too. In other words, you, you are basically it's you know it's what they used to say it's like you're riding on the back of a tiger, uh, like it's really great until you want to get off at some point, and then you realize <laughs> that the tiger is going to eat you. If you are part of this. Uh, the moment you dissent from whatever the orthodoxy du jour is, you're you know you're dead. If you disagree with with, with anything, it's like I mean you. The only time we've seen this. Uh, clearly was in the French Revolution, right? Where y- y- you don't know if you're going to be next. There's there's a bloodbath. There's blood in the streets, and they're going to come for you if you're not. You know, I mean, we saw this in Stalinism, whatever. But I'm saying that in the name of freedom, in the French Revolution, this kind of thing happened. But it's happening now. We need to. This is why we need to understand history. We need to we need to talk about this stuff because it is it's happening right now. Where the, the liberals are sawing. Off the limb on which they are sitting. Yeah. Uh, if you have a point of view, you better argue for free speech. You better argue for all of these things because someday somebody will shut you up. Um, and so we need to we need to argue, we need to agree on our principles. What are our principles? Uh, anyway, um, so th- there there's so much uh, in in the book. We just have one other.
28: Uh, segment. When did you decide to write this book before we go to our break here? It's something that has been on my mind and in my heart for a long time. And I would say maybe about two years ago, I started thinking about my work in media, my experience in campuses, seeing the things I was seeing in the headlines, and Hollywood, which I've always had an issue with how Hollywood presents things. And I started seeing this triangular dominance. I, was, I started calling it you know, progressive privilege. You know that they, All these progressives have privilege, and they don't even realize it. And so I wanted to put it together into a formula and sort of provide the, the proof. I think the proof is important. The proof, okay. So the book is Fault Line uh, by Billy Halliwell.
26: We'll be right back. It's the Eric Metaxas Show, our website, metaxastalk.com.
14: and mice living in your home or business rent free then you need to plug in pest free hi I'm Scott. My father and I have been helping Australians be pest-free since 1995. Since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, it was always my dream to come to America. I could not be more excited than to make Plug-in Pest-Free available here. Plug-in Pest-Free will rid your home or business of rats, mice, and even aid in the control of cockroaches. Our bestseller, Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, covers up to a whopping 4,000 square feet, and that's fair income at a one-time cost of only $249, and designed to last for years. Plug-in Pest-Free is your most cost effective choice in pest protection. Stop wasting good money on those costly, ongoing, toxic chemical treatments. Plug in Pest Free today and start driving those pests away at gopestfree.com. Use promo code MICE10 for 10% off and free shipping at gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Order yours today at gopestfree.com.
16: With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Forecasters say the bitter cold gripping much of the country will continue for several more days. The deep freeze has been rewriting the record books. But the cold weather didn't stop hundreds of people from participating in a long-running New York tradition, the annual Coney Island New Year's Day Polar Plunge.
2: Painful. My whole body is stinging. I feel like I'm going a little numb, but I'm happy that I did it.
16: At the time of the plunge, the air temperature was 17 degrees. The water a bit warmer, if you call it that, at 37 degrees. The event raises money for several charities. Jewish congregations in New York and Florida are mourning the loss of two families who perished in a New Year's Eve plane crash in Costa Rica. The families accounted for nine of the dead and were part of a tour. Their American guide was the 10th U.S. victim. This is SRN News.
2: She's such a beautiful little puppy. I mean, we walk around the block and neighbors always say, her hair is so beautiful. Healthy and shiny and glossy. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E
24: dot com. Fatty acids, omega-3s, and omega-6s are great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats.
3: I would really recommend people starting their puppies on Dynavite before they get into what I would call the misery index. Bad skin, bad ears, bad breath. Because if they're getting all their vitamins,
2: micronutrients, microbials from the beginning, then you're not going to run into the problems associated with the allergies. Grass, pollen, dust, dirt, fleas, ticks, you name it, and the itching and shedding down the road.
5: Our vitamins
27: and enzymes replace the nutrients cooked out of most commercial dog foods. Dynavite for life.
24: This is Ed Lukasevic. And Cindy Lukasevic. Inviting you and your pets to Dynabite.
2: 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Bye.
26: The Eric Metaxas show. I'm talking to Billy Hallowell about his new book, Fault Line How a Seismic Shift in Culture is Threatening Free Speech and Shaping the Next Generation. Um, what is in here that we have not spoken about, uh, Billy?
28: Yeah, you know, we haven't talked a lot about, and I think we've talked around the periphery of it, but this issue of, you know, a smaller proportion of Americans calling themselves Christians and what that actually means for society. And that's part of the end results of everything we've been talking about. Um, The cultural changes. There are lots of cultural Christians who maybe are dropping the label.